0: This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Or if you're listening on demand at Relentless slash podcast or your favorite podcast. App. Oh, pardon me, I'm a bit distracted. Things been going woo, kind of crazy around here, and so I'm just a smidge late. I haven't even poured my bourbon yet, so uncork the four roses. There, four roses is not a paid advertiser on this program. However, I do like their bourbon. It's been such a night. I'm pouring a double. Boom. So anyways in the last week so much more has been learned about what's happened in Afghanistan and what's been going on in Afghanistan even since uh, on Tuesday night when I did the weird middle of the week live show that I hadn't planned on doing so just like to uh kind of dive into it here in just a minute just because it's just been so insane but first take a quick break let the uh, let a sponsor ad play and then yeah we'll get into it Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to Drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas, please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com So the biggest thing that I've really learned in the last week, I think we've all seen with Afghanistan beyond the, eh, yeah, we're just going to pull out and then, oh, the city of Kabul fell. Yay. The Taliban have the capital. Well, it, it gets a little bit, a lot bit worse than that. I should say. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen is the systemic failure of leadership. And I know a lot of people can listen to this and go, oh, he just got to blame Joe Biden. And I think a lot of blame lies with Joe Biden. A lot, There's some blame to be had with Donald Trump because, you know, Donald Trump did kind of enter into a peace negotiations with the Taliban and kept the, you know, actual Afghan government out of the room. So I, th- I think there's plenty of blame that can be laid at his feet as well. But once you get past that and you get into the execution, really that's where we're starting to see lots of problems. You see, our State Department didn't say, hey, before these troops leave, get your asses down here to the airport in- at Kabul that way we can work on getting you out. There wasn't a, you know, plan put in place that if people got got shut off, we could get to them and get them out. You see, the problem, like I said, it's been systemic. According to Congressman, uh, oh darn it, his name, Chris Stewart. According to Congressman Stewart, he had been in talks with Donald Trump leading up to the, uh, leading up to you know losing the elections. One of the things they were putting in place was a plan to get our civilians out of Afghanistan prior to the military. And when I say civilians, I'm talking DOD personnel other military department personnel, actual government civilians. And then you have security contractors. You have other contractors who, you know, help run the big, you know, division level things that go on on deployments and even here in the here stateside, because I don't know, for some reason, the arm or the United States military decide you know actual government con- actual government employees bureaucrats who do this you know who have their unions and they're not really accountable to you know their military leadership. We can have these people do these jobs, or we can contract out, and they're even less removed from being accountable to military leadership so this leaves so and this goes forward to Afghanistan again you know when i was over there in 2016 we had us civilian contractors who were teaching the afghan air force mechanics how to work on Certain aircraft, how to work on certain parts of the aircraft. There, You had contractors who it was their job to maintain the vehicles. I said, contractors, their IT guy was a contractor. The guy who ran the network that we were all on. Contractor. And these are some of the people who we cannot get out. These are some of the people who, you know, you know they, they lived in Kabul, and they worked at the embassy, but they couldn't get out. They couldn't make it to the airport before they, you know, all the crowds blocked off the gates. And our military is not doing Jack Diddley squat to get to them. No, 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 no. Our State Department has issued a, if you can get there, do it. Other than that, shelter in place. Wait, what? Shelter in place? How long does shelter in place last? There's reports of American civilians who are stuck out in Kabul getting beaten by the Taliban. A State Department spokesman came out and said, oh, this is just anecdotal. There's no proof of it other than, you know, the people saying it's happened to them. But, you know, that's not not real because we don't have it on video. We don't have official reports. It's absolutely insane. Meanwhile... We have our partners in theater who are also out of Kaya as the uh, Kabul Afghanistan International Airport. We have our own partners at Kaya, NATO partners, British Special Air Services. You have the French. I, I guess, I mean, they're not dropping down their guns and running. So, I mean, I guess that would make them. I guess I'd make them special forces. I don't know. Um, we we have these guys who are leaving Kaya, going out into Kabul and rescuing French and British citizens, you know, their people. Hey, this place is going to hell in a handbasket. We're getting you out. Come on. And they are evacuating them to the airport so they can fly them out and a commander with the 82nd airborne has I don't even want to say the balls because obviously he has no balls but he does have the audacity To come after these guys, and to draw them into his office, and to dress them down? Because we here at the the 82nd Airborne Division, the All-Americans, we do not like that you're rescuing your people. You're going to endanger our deal with the Taliban. Wait, what? Are you seriously going to leave Americans? You're going to leave Americans behind enemy lines, quite literally. And then you're going to piss and moan that our partners actually have large, brass, shiny balls, and they're going out they're going out to the city and they're rescuing their people but you are going to sit there and follow orders now i i remember way back in 1946 1947 there's this place um I'm trying to think what's called a uh, shoot nuremberg yeah nuremberg germany where one of my former units, the 26th Infantry Regiment, Blue Spaders, where I get, you know, relentless daring from, because they are about the relentless daring pursuit of the enemy, but I digress. In Nuremberg, Germany, where they tried Nazi war criminals. And you know what was not a defense... You know, it was not a defense that the Nazi war criminals got away with using. It was just following orders. No, they didn't get, they didn't get to use that as a defense. But because this 82nd airborne all American, I'm sure he has a Ranger tab to go with it. Is following orders. Because someone above him said, don't do this because, you know, yes, morally it's the right thing to do to go save American lives. But you're going to endanger our deal. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Since when is the 82nd freaking Airborne Division commanded by bitches? When? When? My brother was 82nd Airborne. He did five freaking tours in Iraq, plus a tour in Afghanistan at the start of the war. Who would have thought 20 years later, one of the first groups to go into that country is now one of the last groups to leave, and suddenly, oh, we're scared. We're scared. We're in a bad position. We don't. You have U.S. Marines standing guard at the gates. I think I think this is the story that, when it broke this week, probably pissed me off the absolute most. United States Marines. Uncle Sam's lovely misguided children. God bless them all. Standing guard at those gates. They're seeing Taliban shooting, and killing innocent women and children. They have a moral obligation to protect lives. Sure, it might not be a military a military thing, but innocent women and children are being slaughtered. So they kill the Taliban, and then they get in trouble for it. How dare you, United States military, Department of Defense, you just want to sit and hide in your hole. Well, we've got a strong position, we're going to to defend it, but you're not going to save Americans. Americans. You have people being killed literally outside the gate and you're going to reprimand the people who have an opportunity to stop it. To every military leader from from that 82nd Airborne Commander's position and up who has any say And what's going on over there. I issued this challenge to you. From one combat veteran of Afghanistan. Who earned his combat infantryman badge in Afghanistan. This is my challenge. Effing resign. Turn in your commissions. Take off my uniform. The uniform I wore with pride and I wore with dignity, take it off. It is not becoming of you. It does not befit someone who is absolutely, absolutely craven. Won't even send troops out into the city to provide armored escort to get American citizens to safety. That reprimands our soldiers, our finest, who were on the gates. The ones who are actually at risk of really being seriously injured or killed in this position. You're going to reprimand them because they're saving lives by killing the bad guys. When I was in Afghanistan in 2011, when I did my first tour over there. A bad guy was a bad guy. There was no gray area. There was no, well, we're kind of working with them, so we really have to, you know, turn a blind eye to it. If we could prove they were the bad guy, we dealt with them. Which is probably why one village was really pissed off that we killed their mola. Because he was in the process of helping plant a bomb to kill us, so you know what they say about the what the golden rule is: do unto others before they do unto you. So before they, so before he could kill us, we killed the shit out of him, and it was so awesome as his body bag was in the back of that Afghan Humvee, and the the back hatch wouldn't close, and you had the Afghan soldier jumping up and down on it like a trampoline to get the latch. Good. Adds insult to freaking injury. But the hits just keep coming. For instance... Uh, this is coming out of Red State. Uh huge State Department announcement shows Biden lied and sent the Afghanistan situation to code red. And this is a story that broke at oh, 9 30 this morning. And, and they said this is Red State, so it's going to be uh, some uh so there's gonna be some commentary. And the commentary is from from the story, might not necessarily mine. If it's mine, I will let you know. Yesterday, Joe Biden took to the podium over an hour late to deliver a 10-minute speech on Afghanistan, in which he obfuscated and misled regarding the situation on the ground. After, he took four pre-selected questions from far-left outlets and turned his back on the world once again. Because that's what we do in action movies. We walk away as everything blows up around us. That was my interjection, not this from the piece. It wasn't long before the breadth of the untruths he told became apparent. But now, a major State Department announcement has not only further shown Biden to be a liar, but has escalated the situation in Afghanistan into full Code Red territory. There was no choice that Biden wasn't aware of these issues yesterday when he spoke. In, in fact, there had already been dozens of reports from the prior days of Americans being beaten by the Taliban and having their documentation stolen. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin admitted that less than an hour after Biden's speech, calling it unacceptable. Yet the president went out in front of the nation and lied to everyone about what was truly going on. That's why only a couple of hundred Americans got on planes yesterday when a total of 6,000 people were evacuated. But the situation has gotten so bad the State Department isn't even beating around the bush anymore. Prior, they they hid the weasel language, or they hid behind weasel language, making it seem as if Americans just needed to trust the Taliban and head to the airport while knowing they can't guarantee safe passage. I'm interjecting. That's because the Taliban has set up checkpoints. That's where people are getting beaten and having their credentials stolen. Back to the story. Now they're pointedly telling Americans to essentially shelter in place and remain trapped because things are so dangerous and out of control. This is a disaster of monumental proportions. If if the over 10,000 Americans left behind can't travel to the airport and U.S. military forces can't go retrieve them, things are at a stalemate. The only solution is to tell the Taliban to vacate the city until evacuation is complete. Or that we will start cracking heads. But that would require a president with a backbone, willing to follow through on a threat. At this point, the Taliban would probably laugh in Biden's face. None of this had to happen. We could have left Afghanistan in an orderly fashion over the last three months when it became apparent that the Taliban were making gains in the outlying provinces. It's possible we could have even made decisions that helped keep Kabul in control of the now-defunct Afghan government indefinitely. Instead, Biden sat on his hands, desperate to have a mission accomplished moment on 9-11. Now Americans are stuck, the Taliban are running wild, and there's clearly no plan to fix the situation. So what happens next? The author has no idea. It seems like we will have to send troops outside the wire at the airport at this point, given Americans can't transit anymore. That likely means someone is going to start shooting. And if Americans aren't already dead in the chaos, some will be. What an absolute catastrophe, and Joe Biden owns all of it. And this is why I was saying earlier, you know, we have American troops who the command is so desperate to, oh, we don't want to give this up. We don't want to give this up. Oh, no, that they won't fight. American American leaders in combat arms in highly decorated combat units that are known for their bravery and their valor in the face of imminent danger are hiding like scared little bitches behind Constantino wire. Meanwhile, people on the ground are so terrified of the Taliban they're literally throwing babies up up to the top of the wire for the Marines to catch them and pull them over and keep them safe um there's a picture that I found or I saw on Twitter of a US Marine sitting in a chair with a Literal Afghan baby, just trying to calm the baby down because the baby was handed over the wire from scared parents. I everything that's going on in Afghanistan right now is an absolute crap show. It is. Let's let's face it. Let's call a spade a spade. Oh, I don't know if I can say that now because. the the spade playing card is black, and sometimes people call black people spades. Oh, my God. But the fact of the matter is, our leadership has screwed the pooch. It's been reported, like I said, Donald Trump was trying to make plans. And the Biden administration, not wanting to be out-Trumped, has gone through with the stroke of a pen and done so much. It just unraveled. Keystone Pipeline, God, Border Wall, hey, stop building that over there. All this stuff, it just keeps happening. And then people are like, well, oh, this is Donald Trump's plan. It was already put in motion by Donald Trump. Joe Biden couldn't do anything about it. As I said in the last episode, it's Bull crap. Pure 100% baloney. And here's how I know that Joe Biden is the commander in chief. Or at least it, theoretically, he is because that's the position he holds. If Joe Biden, with the stroke of a pen, can tell the Department of Energy and the Department of the Interior to cancel the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline. Oh, but Donald Trump already had those plans in motion. Well, then apparently he could tell the State Department and the military. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's slow ourselves down. Let's make sure we have a good orderly plan if it doesn't look that way. He could have done it. He's the commander of freaking chief. Anyone who says that he had to go with it Donald Trump's are, Trump, because Donald Trump had already started it are morons. They're obtuse. They have this myopic view. Of Orange Man Bad. That when Joe Biden is personally responsible for this disaster, they immediately default to, oh, I was the orange guy who did it. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, what? The orange guy has been out of office since January 20th, 12 p.m. Eastern Time when Joe Biden took the oath of office. Joe Biden had, let me look at my watch here. According to Mickey Mouse, Joe Biden has had eight months, or pert near eight months, to have this hammered out if it was not to his liking. So either A... This is 100% Donald Trump's fault. And Joe Biden just, oh, you know, I can't do anything about it. They're just following orders. Or B, this is Donald Trump's fault. He came up with this plan and Joe Biden was sticking with it. Because Joe Biden knew how awful this would look on Donald Trump. Joe Biden's advisors knew how awful this would look on Donald Trump. So let him wear the ill-fitting suit. The third option, like the article says, Joe Biden wanted his moment on the aircraft carrier with the mission accomplished sign over his head. That way he could say, I had all the troops home before 9-11. And he wanted it so desperately, or probably more likely his, his handlers wanted it so badly. They didn't give a damn about the civilian cost, and it's so bad that it's so bad that the State Department is telling its people that, "Hey, um, yeah, you're gonna have to pay for your own flights." I will get to that in just a minute. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz Keto made easy. So, I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty, They leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar. Their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors, and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. And they are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out go through their selection of built bars built go energy drink uh, built broth all their, all their fine selections of amazing products built.com use the promo code relentless to save 10% built.com. All right. So as I was saying before I went to that little break, yeah, now the State Department, um, yeah, our contractors that we paid to get paid for your flight service, yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to foot your own bill. Wait, huh? Ah, yes. Now this is coming from the Federalist. Biden administration tells Americans stranded in Afghanistan to pay for their own flights home. President Joe Biden's administration is telling Americans who are stranded in Afghanistan to pay for their own passage back to the U.S. Quote, Repatriation flights are not free and passengers will be required to sign a promissory loan agreement and may not be eligible to renew their U.S. passports until the loan is repaid. End quote. The Overseas Security Advisory Council noted and security alert for Afghanistan. The cost may be 2000 U.S. dollars or more per person. Uh, Representative Jim Banks tweeted, The Biden administration is giving illegal immigrants free plane tickets to anywhere in the U.S. but forcing Americans trapped in a terrorist-controlled country to pay $2,000 to fly home? A uh, U.S. law currently requires that any evacuation of U.S. citizens or other third-country nationals be done, quote, On a reimbursable basis to the maximum extent practicable. For evacuation transportation that we arrange to transport you out of the crisis location, you do not have to pay before you board. The State Department website notes, To board these transports, you will need to complete and sign a form promising to repay the United States government. So basically... Yeah, we don't want to expend money unless we know it's going to be reimbursed. Because, hey, that's what that's what we do here in the mafia. Yo, hey, you don't you don't want us to come in here and mess up your shop. Yeah, just pay us a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't like the guys down the street coming in and messing up your shop. Hey, just give us a little money. We'll make sure you're protected. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. According to the State Department, any evacuee. Any evacuees will be required to pay a fee based on the cost of a full fare economy flight or comparable alternate transportation to the designated destination that would have been charged immediately prior to the events, giving rise to the evacuation. Costs, the site claims, could differ depending on where evacuation flights go, but evacuees are encouraged to pay for and leave on the first transport they are able and eligible to board. As of Thursday afternoon, Biden State Department spokesman Ned Price still cannot provide reports of the number of Americans who were stuck in Afghanistan and were left behind at the mercy of the Taliban. Again, yeah, it just goes to show that it's, it's absolutely untenable. The government failed to make it. Wa- now, it'd be one thing. If, okay, these guys had to fly in and out at their own expense. Okay, got it. Now, had the government been acting intelligently, because even in Vietnam, we I brought up the fall of Saigon, just what an absolute cluster situation that was. In Vietnam, they spent the previous three months Prior to the fall of Saigon, getting U.S. personnel out. So yes, while there were still a bunch of people that had to be loaded onto, loaded onto those Chinooks, as as the city was falling apart around them, they were the last people there. Every other person had been; they'd already worked to get out. So, it was the embassy staff who was hoping that, okay, as we're pulling everyone out, we're hoping it's going to work, Hope it's going to work. Holy crap, it's falling apart. Hey, get the Marines in here to get us the hell out. It wasn't. All right, we uh, pulled everybody out of Bagram, and, oh, my God, where did the Taliban come from? I've got one more one more Afghani story to talk about real quick and then go to some news that came out last week that was buried under all the other Afghanistan stuff that was happening so in 2009 the Afghan administration started started requiring people to put their religious affiliation onto their IDs. Now, for Muslims, that's not such a big deal. Look at your ID, and, oh, okay, you're Muslim. You're good. But if you're anybody else but the Taliban, eh, probably not. I mean, these are people who, these giant... 2,000-year-old Buddhas, or however old they were, these giant Buddhas carved into the side of the mountain. This is an affront to, to Muhammad. This is an affront to Allah. Grab the dynamite. You know, a World Heritage site that was blown to rubble. Well, Christians are under serious threat in Afghanistan. So much so as like you know, we have Americans try to figure out how to get out. We have Christians trapped over there, fellow believers, you know, for those of you who are Christian. Well, I was proud to be part of this when it was announced that hey, we need to do this. Um Glenbeck's Nazarene Fund raised more than twenty million dollars in three days to rescue Christians from Afghanistan. Seriously, like right at the 48-hour mark, they broke $20 million from listeners. The largest single donor, largest individual donor going into it was Glenn Beck himself when, you know, he said on the air, you know, give till it hurts. And for me, that's $100,000. And he put the first hundred grand into the pot. Then he got home. And his wife was like, no, 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 no. That's not hurting. Give them another hundred thousand dollars. So Gwen put two hundred thousand dollars of his own money into it. Me, I literally looked at my PayPal account and that you know I used to run this show. I made sure that all of my bills were paid that that money goes for, you know, paying for the website hosting, monthly podcast hosting, all that. And I literally gave the last $30 out of my PayPal account because maybe they're Christians. Maybe they're Muslims who are just trying to get out because they helped Americans and they're in danger. I didn't care. In the Bible, it says that one plants, one waters, and God gives the increase. Well, let me tell you, Glenn planted. I watered with what I had. And so did thousands of other Americans. To the tune of, I think, at the end of the show on Friday. On the end of that Friday show, Glenn Beck had And the Nazarene Fund had raised just over $21 million. That call that call to action was put out on Wednesday. Uh, A fund started by radio host Glenn Beck raised more than twenty million dollars in less than three days to help evacuate Christians from Afghanistan. The Nazarene Fund is gearing up to extract approximately 5,000 people, mostly women and children, from Afghanistan as the country descends into chaos and a Taliban takeover, according to The Blaze. Um, By the way, this is uh, Daily Wire, so, so I can attribute where it's coming from. According to their website, Nazarene Fund exists, quote, "...to liberate the captive, to free the enslaved," and to rescue, rebuild, and restore the lives of Christians and other persecuted religious and ethnic minorities wherever and whenever they are in need. Beck tweeted Friday, quote, I'm blown away by what this audience has done to help rescue persecuted Christians in Afghanistan. Over $20 million raised in less than three days. Thank you, Glenn Beck tweeted on Friday. I'm truly afraid we're going to lose a lot of our staff because this is so dangerous. Beck said during a podcast Friday, so dangerous, but I will tell you this, we will get those people out. We will get those people out. The churches have disbanded over there. Christians are not even, they're, they're not hanging together. They're not hiding together. They're all hiding separately. The Taliban is stopping you, checking your phone. If you have a Bible app or anything to do with Jesus on your phone, you're instantly being killed. They're setting Christians on fire, those who have converted, because they're the worst, according to the Taliban. Please pray for these people, Beck added, who later said most of the millions in donations were small ones. As the Daily Wire noted Thursday, an underground church that partners with Frontier Alliance International has reported that the Taliban are targeting Christians for death. According to FAI, the Taliban has a hit list of known Christians they are targeting to pursue and kill. The US embassy is defunct and there is no longer a safe place for believers to take refuge. All borders to neighboring safe pla- uh, all neighboring countries are closed and all flights to and from have been halted with the ex- with the exception of private planes. People are fleeing into the mountains looking for asylum. They are fully reliant on God who is the only one who can and will protect them. The Taliban is going door to door taking women and children The people must mark their house with an X if they have a girl over 12 years old so that the Taliban can take them away. If they find a young girl and the house is not marked, they will execute the entire family. If a married woman 25 years or older has been found, the Taliban promptly kill her husband, do whatever they want to her, then sell her as a sex slave. Husbands and fathers have given their wives and daughters guns and told them when the Taliban come, they can choose to kill them or kill themselves. It's their choice. That is the situation in Afghanistan. And for, you know, all the people at the Nazarene Fund, those operatives on the ground, those pilots who, you know, accepted the charters, God bless you. God bless each and every one of you. May God put a hedge of protection on everyone whose feet are on that ground. To those pilots knowingly flying into what could turn into a very dangerous situation. Every one of you, I pray I pray Jehovah's protection upon you. Thank you for what you are doing. And God bless you. All right, last story for the night before I call it a before I call it a show, which if you're listening at this point, you may think. If you, if you weren't listening to this live, you'll think, oh, this is a pretty good live show. Well, the joke's on you. Partway through, due to a small, small family emergency, I had to just stop. I didn't think I'd be able to get back on and finish the episode. But, hey, things worked out. <laughs> hey, so if you're listening to this and you're on the live show and you heard me say, give me one minute, I'll be right back. And then the show ended. I apologize. Sorry. Anywho, um, so last Friday, why is all the Afghanistan stuff is popping off? uh, The FBI did a, uh, they did a whoopsie. They they released a report on 1-6, the day democracy almost died, 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 died. Well, they released a report that uh kind of killed the narrative. And this is coming from uh the National Pulse. Headline Another widely peddled media hoax has been shot to pieces as Reuters reveals that the FBI has scant evidence of any plot or forward planning to overthrow the US government on January sixth. Whoopsie.
1: Now you look like an idiot.
0: Uh, the news confirms National Polls reporting from January 11th that raises you know, and raises questions about the government's power grab and abuse of authority using January 6th as pretext. Reuters reported Friday morning, the FBI has found scant evidence that January 6th attack on U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn presidential election result, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. <gasps> Ooh. Dang, darn, dang it! Uh, Though federal officials have arrested more than 570 alleged participants. The FBI at this point believes the violence was not centrally coordinated by far-right groups or prominent supporters of then-President Donald Trump, according to the sources, who have been either directly involved in or briefed regularly on the wide-ranging investigations. Quote, 90 to 95% of these are one-off cases, said a former senior law enforcement official with the knowledge of the investigation. Now, keep in mind, they're speaking anonymously. And I have said, I have said many times before, if they're anonymous sources, take them with a grain of salt. Then you have 5%, maybe, of these militia groups that were more closely organized. But there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all these people who storm the Capitol and take hostages, end quote. And keep in mind, there's a video of Alex Jones urging people to not be violent. Alex freaking Jones was demanding people remain peaceful. On January 6th. If that doesn't turn everything on its ear, I don't know what does. Uh, The report also vindicates President Trump and his team and clarifies that there is, quote, no evidence that the groups had serious plans to overthrow the election of U.S. government or commit anything like an actual insurrection. Uh, This news blows apart the media's narrative that over the past eight months, there should... (laughs) The news blows apart the media's narrative over the past eight months and should refocus attention on the fact that Speaker Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser refused support in advance of the peaceful Trump rally at the White House earlier that day. President Trump is known to have cleared the way for 10,000 National Guard troops in advance of the event in order to keep the peace. And I I, I believe I remember hearing stuff about on uh, January 6th, it could be issues. And hearing stuff on January 4th and 5th that, you know, Trump was trying had authorized use of the National Guard. Aside from that, it was on Mayor Bowser and Nancy Pelosi to actually get them in. Uh, the FBI, meanwhile has been targeting peaceful U.S. protesters who did not breach the Capitol on January 6th, including Alaska spa owners Paul and Marilyn Huber. Uh, many of those arrested in the wake of the riot are being held in D.C. prison without access to edible food and sometimes in solitary confinement. Uh, National Pulse declared the January 6th hoax dead in March of this year after exhaustive investigations. So, yeah, like uh, there's a story that just came out There's a man who was charged with misdemeanor parading in the DC riots. Charged and sentenced with a $500 fine and time served. Well, time served, what does that mean? Well, it means he turned himself in in Michigan. From Michigan, once he was arrested. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to bring you back to D.C. They put him on a plane and flew him to Oklahoma, where he stayed a number of days. Then from Oklahoma, he was flown to Washington, D.C., where he has been held for nearly six months. I mean, you know, six months pre-trial confinement for, I don't know, felony murder, kidnapping, rape, armed robbery, you know, class A felonies. Things where they, they really want to keep you behind bars and not even let you out on bail because you are a legitimate potential threat to a witness. To society at large. You know, you are Ted Bundy. You may kill another woman waiting on trial. You know, you... You could be a Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, we can't let him out. He might eat another gay teenager. I mean, there, there's reasons... But now you have people like uh, the the QAnon shaman has been held since January in solitary confinement, awaiting charges or awaiting trial. What in what world does pretrial confinement in solitary in solitary? Which, you know, where where the where are the crazy people at? You know, it, the people always spout off with Amnesty International. Amnesty International says solitary confinement is equal to torture. Where are the crazy bleeding heart liberals coming out and saying, Whoa, 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 whoa? You can't keep them for that long in solitary confinement when they haven't done anything as a short term punishment or protection from from gin pop because you know maybe they're maybe they're a notorious child rapist who those don't live very long in prison, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, ex-cop. Whatever, there's a reason you don't want them in the general population because of it. they're a hazard to them. Everyone else becomes a hazard to them. That makes sense. They they shanked a the guy on the yard, and you're putting them in, you know, isolation because for a week because you know, okay, we're taking that's the only way we can guarantee. You're not going to shank anybody else. And also, it removes all of your privileges because, you know, inmates shouldn't have privileges. Just a thought. But now the narrative is falling apart because, oh, crap. Now we can't prove that well, we were never able to prove that any of this is going on. But the thing is, the crazy left, as well as, you know, their sycophants in the media, they're going to allow all this to continue. None of them are going to walk back. This alleged plot to destroy our the democracy It's not gonna happen. There's gonna let sit there and fester Because hey, it's hate, it's discontent, and we can use that to bring in all the monies that we can. It's a, a variation on if it bleeds it leads. And besides, the narrative is the most important part of the story. As long as we can keep pushing the narrative, keep that narrative in everybody's faces, then, you know, we control the narrative, we control the facts that you think you know. And as long as they keep the facts that you think you know as Misleading and a complete misrepresentation of truth. Then they can keep us all in the dark. Kind of like growing mushrooms. Keep you in the dark. And keep feeding you shit. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, those of you who started listening to this live and that just kind of died off, I'm sorry. But if you're listening to this on podcast now and because you wanted to just wanted to re listen to my crazy rant going off on how these uh, military leaders who are still wearing the uniform need to resign, take off my uniform. Now you're here. Hey, thanks for coming back and giving it a chance. Thank you. It means a lot. So, again, uh, if you want to continue to support the show, you can do it one of two ways. You can go to relentlessdaring.com. And from there, you have option A buy merch. Please, please buy my merch. Pretty please. Put cherry on top. Or B, at the top of the page, you will see a donate button. You'll click on that, take you over to PayPal, and you can set up a one time donation for whatever you want. Or you can set up a recurring donation. All of that money goes into keeping this show on the air, keeping the website hosted, all those little things. You know, paying the bills, keep the keep the lights on, the TV warmed up. Yeah, those they like said those are all important things. So those are the two ways you can support the show. Uh that's one way you can support the show, it's two different directions you can go there. The other way is you can go check out the check out those uh Partners in the show notes, whether it's Drizzly, Built Bar, or uh, Keto Chow, check those check those people out. Buy from them using those links. Um, again, Drizzly, you can get your alcohol sent to your house. You know, you can be like me. You can be drinking uh, Four Roses. Maybe you just want a healthy snack. Get some Built Bars, or maybe you're trying to do the weight loss thing. You want to try something. Makes breakfast a little bit more easier, a little more easy. I bad grammared. I'm sorry. You know, get the cha- get the shakes from Keto Chow. They're absolutely amazing. I have their shakes every day for breakfast. This morning I made uh, I made muffin tops with them. So good. Keto Chow, it's awesome. Again, check out the uh, links in the show notes. All that stuff goes to keeping this thing on the air. It's amazing. Again, thank you so very much. I cannot thank you enough. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this on podcast, thank you. If you listen to this on Apple podcast, I ask you to do the same thing every week. Why do you keep making me ask you to do this? You should just do it already. Number one, hit that subscribe button or follow because sometimes subscribe requires giving me money. I don't ask for money on anything to listen to this except for your direct donations So, you know, subscribe, number two, rate it, five stars, preferably five stars. I'll accept four, three, I prefer five. Then write a review. Don't have to say, you know, don't have to be super flowery. Don't have to be super, oh my God, this is like the most optimist podcast in the world. Oh my God, I love listening to it every week. He's like so smart and stuff. You don't have to do that. Hey, we like the show. He's funny. He gets fired up, you know, whatever. Just you know, yeah, you know, people like the show. It's great. Whatever. And finally, the last thing I ask, please. This episode especially, please share it. Preferably tag the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Uh the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you can tag them. You know, send it to somebody you don't like. Just copy the link, send it to them. Just to screw with them. I like screwing with people. It's great. I find lots of amusement in messing with people. It's just so fun. It's so awesome. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Um, just keep the people in Afghanistan in your prayers. If you can afford to donate to the Nazarene Fund, go to the NazareneFund.org. And this is not them paying me to say this. I was more than happy to give them my money for what they do. So people like them, people like uh, Operation Underground Railroad, please, please, please support groups like that. That helps get people out of bondage. It helps protect the those who need it. Again, please, please help them out. And again, as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless daring on Podbean.com.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do...